Get ready to hear the truth about America on a show that's not immune to the facts with your host, Dan Bongino. Hey, first off, a big fat thank you. I wish I could hug you all in person. That'd be kind of weird, though, maybe like Joe Biden stuff. And I prefer not to sniff people because it's super weird. But a big thank you for making my uh, book yesterday, which will be launched this coming Tuesday. But if you pick it up now, it'll be at your door. Uh, maybe soon they release it early. Gift of Failure, big bestseller yesterday by me, Dan Bongino. A sometimes embarrassing, sometimes funny take on all the colossal things I screwed up in my life. <laughs> it's uh, it's a trip. Thank you so much. If you haven't picked up the book, give it a shot. I gave it to a doctor friend of mine. He read it on the way back from his office. He had an office in Turks. And he said, you know, man, I never would have thought you did all this stuff. But uh, I did. I did. And uh, it's pretty hilarious. So uh, the audio book is rocking too. The audio book is actually different from the, uh, from the, the actual the hardcover because the audio book, I just ad-libbed a lot <laughs> too, because I felt like it and uh, it's pretty cool. So I just go off script a lot of times in the audio book. So thank you so much. You all are great. I got a lot to get to today. You ever hear the Morgan Wallen song? It's one of my favorites, the way I talk. It's just, it's, I love Morgan Wallen. There's, it, there's not a single bad song in his three albums, right? But you'll learn a lot about me by watching this video beginning of the show that's going to fire you up. It's this New York lady who talks exactly like I did for a long time and, I, until I was gone for about 10 years from New York. And she's just laying it out. This thing went viral. I got a big show today, a lot to talk about, including a GOP congressman who just completely disappointed me. I'll give him the opportunity to come on my show and explain himself, but just embarrassing. Today's show brought to you by Relief Band. This is my actual Relief Band. Got me through chemotherapy. Uh, you just turn it on, turn it up. What does it do? What does it relieve you from? Well, it relieves you from nausea. And for me, it worked like that. They've got a sport version now too. Relief Band's the number one FDA cleared anti-nausea wristband. has been clinically proven to help quickly relieve and effectively prevent nausea and vomiting associated with motion sickness, anxiety, migraines, hangovers, morning sickness, chemotherapy, and much more. The Relief Band Sport. Make sure you never have to take your relief band off. It's the first ever waterproof wearable of its kind. Plus, it's rechargeable. It'll last about 30 hours on a full charge. A relief band sport can seamlessly attach to your smartwatch, so you don't have to choose between wearing your relief band and wearing your smartwatch. You want the band that actually works at helping you relieve nausea? Check out Relief Band and their new sport version. We've got an exclusive offer just for Dan Bongino Show listeners. If you go to reliefband.com slash Bongino, use promo code Bongino, B-O-N-G-I-N-O, you'll receive 20% off plus free shipping. So head on over to reliefband.com slash Bongino and use our promo code Bongino for 20% off plus free shipping. It's a great product. Joseph, it's Friday, my friend, so if you would. It's Friday. Yes, sir, it is. We love Friday. Little date night tonight. Be fun. Got my daughter's volleyball game to go to. And I'm thinking about attending a sporting event this weekend too, but it depends We'll see. It's got to be one specific guy that gets in because I want to show some support for a guy who stood up against vaccine mandates too. I'm thinking about it, but I'm not sure yet. So sometimes, you know, listen, I put out a uh, tweet and true social post this morning. Uh, now that it's been two and a half years on the radio, uh, you know, I'm starting to kind of figure out the business and I put out a post. I encourage you to check it out. Some of you saw it. Let me know in a chat if you saw it. And I said, here's a couple of lessons I learned. It was a rather lengthy post. I had to cut it short for true social because there's character limits there. But I've learned a lot. And uh, one of the things is that 
the show seems to have really resonated with a lot of people. Listen, ratings don't lie. We're number one or number two in pretty much every big market we're in on our station. And that's thanks to you. And I appreciate it, but I'll never get cocky about that because I'm here for you. It's, you know, the show's only successful because of you, but one of the things we do get complaints, cause I'm always honest with you. I'm never going to be fake or a poser. We do get complaints. We got some complaints yesterday about my Trump interview. I'll address that later. Fair enough. Um, I get it. There are complaints and you shouldn't run from these complaints. I'm selling a product. Uh, I am an activist at heart, but the product is my content. You have a choices of a lot of content and you pick mine. So I got to be honest and fair with you. And one of the things we do get complaints about a lot of times is the show can be kind of harsh and the language sometimes. And I get it. It's a fair criticism. That's not for everyone. I totally understand. Uh, and, and this isn't an excuse. It's an explanation. Those are two different things. Folks, I, I grew up in a different place. I grew up in New York where I, I hate to say this. And again, this is not an excuse. It's an explanation. I'm not excusing it. I'm fully aware that a lot of this stuff is vulgar, the language, but I'm not dumb. And, and you do it anyway. Yes, it's hard. It's an impulse. It's like, People who bite their nails, they don't want to do it, but they do it anyway. It's like this weird impulse, right? When I, when I grew up in New York, this is how everybody spoke. I mean, it was how everybody spoke. It was how family members spoke to you. It was weird. It's just the F-bomb in New York is not like it. When I moved down south and spent some time in Georgia when I was going through training and then down here in Florida and then even in Maryland, which isn't so much the south, but definitely south in New York, it took me a long time to adjust to that. I never forget dropping an F-bomb at a party in front of this family. And they looked at me like I was crazy. And I realized that, gosh, that was really rude. So, but I want you to listen to this New York lady in this clip that went viral. She is done with the illegal immigration situation, with the mandates, with the scooters all over the street driven by illegal immigrants. She's absolutely done. I just want you to listen to it because number one, a lot of what she's saying is going to resonate with you. But number two, I want you to listen to the way she talks. Because this is a uniquely New York thing. Not an excuse, just an explanation. Listen to this. New York parents, you keep making fucking noise, okay? Because this governor does not give a fuck about our kids, okay? They said, listen, kids come to school. You cannot turn them away based on their immigration status. They don't speak English. You need to find somebody who can speak their language. I'm sorry, what the fuck did you just say? Because I'll tell you right now, when my kids went to school, Every fucking time I had to register a kid, I needed a mortgage paper. I needed a tax bill. I needed utility fucking bills, birth certificates, vaccination fucking records, okay? My kids had to be up to date on their polio, on their MMR, on their DPT, on their fucking parvo and rabies and shit like that, okay? Now you don't let all these kids in the school that have nothing. So I had to protect everybody else's kids. I had to follow all these rules. But now, fuck it. Fuck it. We're just going to throw it out to the wayside because you have a little bit of a fucking crisis. No, no, it doesn't work like that. You know what else doesn't work? What else doesn't work is that I have a vehicle that is licensed and registered and insured. You got all these little electric things, these scooters, these mopeds that have nothing. And they're being used all over the city because the migrants have to learn how to make money. They have to be able to deliver food. They have to be able to run fucking errands with what money. I have no idea. However... What happens when one of these little fucking mopeds hits my car and they don't have insurance? Who's going to pay that? Me? Of course I am. I'm not going to drive around in a piece of shit fucking car. Okay? This is ridiculous. This is absolutely fucking ridiculous. And you know where it starts? It starts at the top with Bobo, okay? You know, the non-mask wearing. I don't give a fuck about a veteran. I'm going to walk off the stage and I'm a complete fucking moron. So Harris is going to be president. That guy, that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> Ma'am, I don't know who you are, but God bless you. 
And I'm telling you, she's not, listen to me, please. I grew up there. I spent 20 plus years of my life in and around New York. I never left. I only went to New Jersey to visit my grandmother in Eatontown. That's the only time I ever left New York, ever. I took my first plane trip in the Secret Service Academy to fly to Boston to go to Crane and Company, the paper company that makes U.S. currency uh, paper. That's it. I never left New York. Everybody talks like this. Not an excuse, just an explanation. It is not, it's not even considered vulgar. It's it's not. It's just how people talk. Different kind of f bomb, man. It's a. It it's is. Totally. It's not the f bomb. Like it's just considered like part of the vernacular in New York. And this lady's had enough of this bullshit. Now here's the thing, and we'll get to this again later because I just want to start off with this lady because it's a Friday and I absolutely love that video. By the way, yes in the chat if you loved it. No if you thought it was too much. Come on, because I got I was watching you guys that was going on and a lot of you seem fired up. This is one of the best videos I've ever seen. The catch is, again, is it? Oh, there we go. Oh, this is unanimous. This is maybe the unanimous chat vote. We most unanimous. I still, <laughs> I still haven't seen it all. Here's the thing. Yes, this is great. It's an awesome viral video. We all love it. But is it going to resonate? And again, I'll ask the question I've asked a thousand times. You all know in the chat and listening on delay what it is. Has it gotten bad enough yet? I don't want to see people hurt. I mean it. You saw this lady in Minnesota we'll get to later. It's a big time uh, Democrat, progressive liberal, got carjacked in front of her kids. I don't want that to happen. I don't want that to happen. I told you the sad. I mean, who does? No one wants anyone hurt. The sad part about it is I told you until liberals like this woman personally experience this stuff, they're not going to have any kind of an awakening at all. I wish it weren't the case, but it is. This lady seems to get it. And I'm hearing this from a lot of New Yorker friends of mine, too, that have had enough. The question is, are they going to vote different or not? I, I, I don't know if we're there yet. I got more of this coming up later with the dreadful mayor of New York who did. Dude, did I, did I, did I warn you? Hey, come on. You're like the worst ombudsman ever. Did I not warn him about Eric Adams, mayor of New York? Thank you. Even Gee, who doesn't like anyone. Thank you. Is Eric the worst? He, Eric Adams is a total loser. There is a, this guy, all he cares about, the mayor of New York City, is being on camera. This Ask any cop who was a cop with this guy. He, This is all I was. That's all this guy used to do is run to the camera. The most dangerous place in America is between Eric Adams and a camera. Then you want to talk about all hat, no cattle. It's Eric Adams. And I even saw some conservatives. Yes, Eric Adams seems to get it. I mean, he's a sensible Democrat. <laughs> You fell for that. That's really funny. Sorry about that. Should have listened to me. I actually knew who the guy was a while ago. I'll show you what I mean coming up. But I got to get to this first because, you know, we call out both parties here. I'll get to my Trump interview, too, because calling out both parties means if I'm going to be fair that I should be, you know, you should be able to call me out, too, if I screw something up. And that, that's the way this goes. a two-way street. I'm not the boss here. This is a family. You're part of the Bongino family, you know. I may be sitting at the head of the table, but I get the same amount of food as everyone else, okay? So it's a two-way street. And the thing is, I'm a Republican. I'm proud to be a Republican. But there's this mantra I have that's absolutely true that most Republicans on Capitol Hill are really Democrats, but no Democrats are really Republicans. I'm going to prove it to you again. A guy I actually like a lot. I think he's got some good libertarian streaks in him. But that doesn't mean he's a sacred cow. It doesn't mean we're not going to call him out. There's a guy by the name of Ken Buck. Ken Buck's a congressman. and what? I, I, I don't know what he was thinking. 
in this appearance with Jake Tapper on CNN. I have no idea what he was thinking. This is what I mean by most Republicans are really Democrats, but no Democrats are really Republicans. That What Democrat has come out and said, Joe Biden is guilty. Everybody knows he's guilty. The evidence is overwhelming. Joe Biden was engaged in a grift for influence. What? 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 The judges, come on, come on. Who got it? Which one? Anyone? Anyone? Gee? Joe? The Democrat? Joe, you sure you don't know one? Gee? No. Joe's thing. Joe's like, uh, Joe said, I missed the homework today. No, you didn't miss the homework because there is none. There were no, he felt bad. How did I, Dan send me something? No, 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 there's no Democrat. There's no, not even Manchin. Because no Democrat is really a Republican. When they need everybody to, like the Praetorian Guard, uh, you know, file up and protect Joe Biden, they will protect Joe Biden even though he's a criminal. However, when the evidence is overwhelming, bank records, pictures, phone calls, business partners testifying, 1023 forms, text messages, when the evidence is overwhelming that Joe Biden is a criminal and is involved in an international grift scheme, you can always count on a Republican to go out and pretend that there's no evidence despite the overwhelming amount of evidence. Here is Ken Buck in one of the dumbest media appearances I think I've ever seen by a Republican. Feed the Democrats' stupidity that there's no evidence despite the evidence, which we'll produce in a minute. Take a look. I think that uh, we have three committees that are working very hard on uncovering evidence of Hunter Biden's wrongdoing. Uh, they are looking to see if there is a connection with Joe Biden. If they reach that point where they can find evidence of a connection, uh, fine. I think the Republicans will move forward with an impeachment inquiry. Right now, I'm not convinced that that evidence exists and I'm not supporting an impeachment inquiry. Holy shit, bro. Are you joking? Is this like clown time? You're not convinced you haven't seen any evidence? You haven't seen the SARS, you haven't seen the bank records, you haven't seen the photos, you haven't seen the text messages, you haven't seen the testimony of Devin Archer, you haven't heard Eric Swearin or seen Eric Swearin's emails, you haven't seen the Privat bank records, you haven't seen the son of a bitch video, you haven't seen the Michael Carpenter hiding records in the Penn Biden Center thing. What, what, you haven't seen the text messages, I have to share half my salary with Pop. What, what? What other evidence could you possibly need? What do you mean? There's Are you crazy? This, thank you. This is what I mean by no, no Democrat is really a Republican. You will never hear a Democrat come out and state the obvious, but you will always see some half-baked Republican come out and throw a lifeline to Joe Biden. And listen, if the lifelines warranted and the Republicans were overstepping and I thought Joe Biden was innocent, I would tell you. Did I not tell you I think an impe- I've actually said I'm not sure an impeachment's the right thing right now. Why? Not because I don't think Biden's guilty, but because why run against this idiot? This guy's a moron. I'd absolutely put everything this guy. Let the people choose. This loser needs to be on the ballot. But my gosh, man, you're just repeating left-wing talking points. Want to come on the radio show? You're welcome. He's been on before. I disagree with him about a lot of issues. You usually you know, his team reaches right out, but I'm going to be straight with you. This is just straight up dumb. Either you haven't seen the evidence and spoke without actually doing your homework or you did and you're just being dishonest. I'm sorry, man, but there's, there's no option C, bro. There's no option C. None. Here, these are left-wing talking points. Here's Heidi Prisbila, another complete moron, the alleged reporter. For folks who consume right-wing media funded by billionaires, let me help you out on the Hunter issue and what's not been proven. 
The committee's not found any direct evidence that President Biden personally benefited from any of his son's business dealings. Holy shit, these people have absolutely no shame. Again, I can't say enough. Imagine having spawned this idiot. I mean, seriously, imagine the humiliation of putting this on Twitter, knowing it will be memorialized forever in writing so everyone's going to know what a dipshit you are. Can you possibly imagine this? There's no direct evidence. Just the news. You got to read this story. It's in my newsletter today, Bongino.com slash newsletter. If you want to subscribe, it's free, of course. There was even a Morgan Stanley slide deck about the possible corruption and fraudulent activity going on with the Biden bank records. Here, here's a picture of the slide deck. For those of you listening, you can see it's this overview of Wak Pomni series 2014 bonds, potentially suspicious structure and transactions. It was about the Bidens. They actually have the slide deck. What else could you possibly want to see? I mean, are you missing something? Now, big, fat, awesome hat tip to the Media Research Center. They put this montage together. I cut it into two pieces about a minute each, but it's worth your time. Here is a montage side by side of media idiots and people like Ken Buck, sadly playing into this myth that there's no evidence when the evidence is all over the place right in front of your face. First, you're going to hear no evidence. Then you're going to hear the actual evidence. Check this out. The bank records show the Biden family, their associates, and their companies received over $10 million from foreign nationals. Republicans have presented zero, absolutely zero evidence. There are thousands of pages of documents relating to financial transactions. Zero evidence. We've identified six new Biden family members involved. Absolutely no evidence. There's no evidence. President Biden has any involvement here. Text messages from Hunter's laptop where Hunter complains about having to carve out huge amounts of the money he makes for his father. Quote, but unlike Pop at the bottom, I won't make you give me half your salary. No evidence of that. Well, I mean, he hasn't produced any evidence. They have uncovered no evidence. Various shell companies and this web of LLCs. You have Rosemont Seneca Partners, Rosemont Seneca Advisors, Rosemont Seneca Technology Partners. RSP Holdings. CNN has reported on this. There's no evidence. RSTP to Bravo. Rosemont Seneca Thornton. Rosemont Seneca Bohai. They haven't produced much evidence. You've seen very little evidence. According to the testimony, President Joe Biden was there when Hunter Biden messaged Chinese businessman Henry Zhao on WhatsApp. I am sitting here with my father and we would like to understand why the commitment made has not been fulfilled. You will regret not following my direction. I am sitting here waiting for the call with my father. No evidence of that. A bribery scheme of which there isn't any evidence to back that up. There is really no evidence. Well, we've been presenting evidence. We've been presenting bank records that show wires from China uh, Mm -hmm. that were then laundered through shell companies. (laughs) It's no evidence. Can you imagine again? Being these people's parents, having spawned such a series of dipshits and useful idiots, knowing that a corrupt kid-sniffing, woman-feeling loser is using you all to engage in a continued international grift where he and his family pants him profitly while you cover for him in the media. Are you? What are you getting from this? Are you all getting like back rubs from Biden or something? Like, what are you getting out of kissing this guy's ass all the time? I, I'm not even done. There's part two. I would have put, you got to listen to part two. It's like another minute of this. It is absolutely hilarious. I'm going to get to it in a second. I got that back to Eric Adams and then a quick snippet of a Trump interview. And I want to address some criticism because criticism is fair. This is good. We got to be honest with each other. We can't, uh, 
you know, it's not about smoking each other up here. Oh, look, you're all so awesome all the time. Not everybody's awesome all the time. Sometimes people suck. And if they suck, they suck. You should address it. Folks, innovation refunds. They've been helping small businesses that qualify to get a business payroll tax refund through the Employee Retention Credit, also known as the ERC. The ERC is a tax refund for businesses that kept employees on payroll for parts of 2020 and 2021. So if you own a business with more than five employees, you could have money waiting to be claimed. Innovation Refund's independent tax attorneys are dedicated to helping businesses, uh, business owners navigate the complex ERC filing process. They also earn the coveted SOC 2 certification, specifies how trusted organizations should manage customer data in the areas of security, processing, integrity, confidentiality, and privacy. So they know how to handle this stuff. They're a serious company and they know how to handle employee information. Innovation Refunds does not provide tax or legal advice. They work with an independent network of tax professionals and will share information with them to evaluate and process your claims. Terms and conditions apply. Go to innovationrefunds.com to determine eligibility. If you qualify, you could be on your way to receiving money for your business. There's no upfront charge. They don't get paid unless you get paid. Go to innovationrefunds.com or dial 1-843-REFUNDS. That's innovationrefunds.com or 1-843-REFUNDS. Thanks, Innovation Refunds. Here's part two of this again. Ken Buck apparently going along with it. Ladies and gentlemen, don't worry. Again, besides the bank records, phone calls, text messages, witness testimony, 1023s, prevout bank records, and videotape, there's absolutely no evidence Joe Biden's a criminal. Take a look. No evidence at all. They have no evidence. Say it again. They have no evidence. Archer did not provide any evidence connecting President Biden to his son's business ceiling. He was aware of Hunter's business. He met with Hunter's business partners. He, I mean, you found a letter that, that illustrates that he knew me. In the, in the rear view, it's a, it's a, it's an abuse of soft power, I'd say. Has any of them once provided evidence of what they are claiming? Well, not anything other than circumstantial evidence. The National Archives allegedly has 5,400 emails showing then Vice President Biden using phony names to communicate government information to his son, Hunter. They don't appear to have direct evidence linking him to his son, Hunter. Republicans have no evidence. Can I just say evidence of, of, of what? Records released from the National Archives show Hunter Biden's investment firm, Rosemont Seneca Partners, <laughs> exchanging more than... Sit down for this number. 1,000 emails with Joe Biden's office during his time as vice president. A complete and total lack of evidence. There was no evidence of any wrongdoing by President Biden. Archer revealed that the first son put then-Vice President Joe Biden on speakerphone more than 20 times during business meetings. I should point out. Now, it is important to keep in mind there's no evidence. No evidence. No actual evidence. No evidence. No, no evidence. evidence. They have yet to provide any hard evidence that the president himself has done anything wrong. I know nothing. nothing. Nobody knows anything. I, I mean, I, folks, seriously, imagine being one of these media people, knowing all of this is permanently on the record. You know, I was reading a piece yesterday in the Wall Street Journal by Peggy Noonan, and Noonan was writing about Joe Biden's history of lying. And she was talking about how Joe Biden ran for office in a different era where almost nothing was recorded. So you could go to the local Kiwanis Club and run for U.S. Senate or Congress. You could tell any story you want. I graduated top of my class. I got arrested going to see Nelson Mandela. No one was going to actually record that and fact check it. So you could bullshit people all you want. It's actually an interesting piece. And that's why Biden is the way he is now. He still lies because he's living in this bygone era. But so are these media people. They don't understand. Like You are going to be a mockery in future generations. I get it. A lot of people are like, oh, you know, the liberals are going to write the history. And the history is going to cover for him. Folks, you know what? I'm not so sure. You know, history doesn't cover for Jimmy Carter. 
You know, there's conservatives too. We're not like feckless. We write our own history and people read it because it's the real history. Nobody believes Jimmy Carter was a good president. No one believes Bill Clinton didn't get a in the White House. No one believes David Dinkins was a good mayor of New York City. Nobody believes that. I'm not so sure that all of these assertions like, oh, this is all going to go away. Liberals are covered up. I'm not so sure you're correct. When this all comes out in the wash, these media people, I can't even imagine what they're going to look like in front of their families. I mean, think about the New York Times with Durante, a historical figure just humiliated for defending the communists. No serious person right now thinks that guy didn't do the world a disservice. These media people covering for this idiot, I'm telling you, they are going to, their kids are going to be horrified. I mean it. I'm not trying to put lipstick on a pig or make you happy on a Friday. It is this guy is so obviously guilty. It's good. They're going to be embarrassed. Their kids that their dads and moms were part of this massive cover up for this kid sniffing loser in the White House. I'm sure of it. And all of it because, folks, liberalism is a continued metastasizing internal cancerous rot on this country. It is. It is. The communists figured out a long time ago they could never destroy the country from the outside in. They had to take it from the inside out and rot it from the inside out. How can I prove it? Just listen to me, folks. Liberals are embarrassed by liberalism. No, they're not, Dan. Yes, they are. I did a whole show on it yesterday. I'm not going to repeat it again today, but I've got a strong example for you right now that liberals themselves do not believe even a little bit in liberalism. This was Eric Adams. The phony fraud, fake mayor in New York, an absolute fraud. A guy who is is no more of a moderate than Bernie Sanders. He This guy licks his finger and sees where the wind blows. Wherever public support is, he'll try to go. He has no character at all, Eric Adams. Trust this guy at your own peril, okay? Here's Eric Adams tweeting in October of 2021. This is his tweet. No one disputes it. It's from his account. We should protect our immigrants, period. Yes, New York City will remain a sanctuary city under an Adams administration. Hashtag Eric on NBC. Of course he's on NBC. He's on camera. I'm telling you, never you get between this guy and a camera, you're going to find yourself hurt. There's the most dangerous place to be. So there he is. He is establishing in writing a tenet of what he believes in. Correct? I'm not crazy, folks. I read his writing. Joe, you saw it. You saw it. We didn't edit it. No. He believes that immigrants should be protected and New York City should be a sanctuary city meaning you should be an illegal immigrant that should be protected in New York City. Here is the same guy. You ever read my same guy story? I was out golfing with Bill Clinton one time. No, not as a friend. I was working, of course. And Bill Clinton, you'd hit a crappy shot. Then you'd hit a good shot. He'd be like, same guy, same guy. Same guy. Same guy. Same guy. Better Bill Clinton than I do. Here is the same guy, Eric Adams, who told you New York City, we should protect him. Sanctuary City, come our way, illegal immigrants complaining about the illegal immigrants he claimed he wanted in New York City to provide protection and sanctuary for. Same guy. Never in my life have I had a problem that I did not see an ending to. I don't see an ending to this. I don't see an ending to this. This issue will destroy New York City. Destroy New York City. We're getting 10,000 migrants a month. Folks, Biden could shut this down tomorrow. Biden could shut this down tomorrow, but he's getting dog walked by the left. They're walking him around like a dog. 
because they know they, they, they believe in the future, this will lead to more political power for them. It's the only reason. It's the only reason. That's the wrong quote. You got the Jason Furman quote in the LA Times thing. I think that's, a, that's from the Wall Street Journal. Later. But look at this LA Times article. Biden administration considers forcing migrant families to remain in Texas. You believe these people? Again, Adams is a fraud. Biden is a fraud. They're all fakes, phonies, and frauds, folks. These people are full of shit. If they thought that open illegal immigration would decrease their political power, they'd shut it down tomorrow. The only reason Eric Adams is complaining, the only reason is because voters like the lady I played for you in the beginning in New York are pissed off because they live in a city that takes illegal immigrants needs more seriously than the actual taxpayers who fight for this country, work for this country and built this country. That's the only reason. And now this, 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 this dog in the White House getting dog walked around. He wants to make sure now that only the red state, Texas, you're not allowed to leave Texas. So just to be clear, I saw, I saw my friend Sean from The Federalist this morning put this out on Twitter. The Biden administration thinks they can contain illegal immigration to one area, but can't contain it to Mexico. Good point, right? Sean Davis, beautifully elegant point. The Biden administration saying now, hey, listen, we're going to keep you all in Texas so you don't cause political problems for my allies in blue states, only in red states. But we can't contain you to actual Mexico where you came in from. Just to be clear. Folks, again, it's just not bad enough yet. These people are absolute frauds. and Wait, go to the Minnesota lady. I just want to before we get here. This is the lady in Minnesota. Shivanti Sathanan. Sorry if I'm saying her name wrong. It's not intentional. Intentional. I wish ill will on nobody. I definitely don't wish violent crime on anybody. Only a sick person would do that. That's not moral or ethical at, at all. It's evil. Having said that, I will say for the umpteenth time, this lady wanted to defund the police, attack the police department of Minnesota. She's ahead of some Democrat farmers for something group or whatever it is, DFL, some liberal group. Finds herself carjacked. And now all of a sudden, uh, you know, uh, wow, look, maybe we should re uh, reevaluate this police situation. You understand this is the hell people are living every day. Now you have to experience it. I'll ask you again. Is it bad enough yet? I don't know, folks. I don't know. No, come on. It's definitely bad enough. Things will change. I, I, I can't tell you that. I knew in New York it was bad enough. 2,000 people died a year. The economy in shambles. Times Square falling apart, carjackings, people getting robbed every day. I knew it was bad. I'm not sure we're there yet. I'm really not. Sad, but true. All right, I've got a snippet yesterday from my Trump interview, if you missed it. I asked him about pardons and the January 6th people, and I want to address some criticisms in the end because they're absolutely fair. Uh, they're fair. I, you, know, you, know, you know where I stand politically? Obviously, we've said it, you know, I endorsed and I support Donald Trump, but I also have to provide a, a safe home for other people here in the Republican Party, folks. We're going to need them. There's no like, oh, screw those people. That doesn't work. I'm sorry. There's no, in politics, addition by subtraction. There's no such thing. It just doesn't work. After the primary, we're going to need these folks like they're going to need us if their guy wins. So there's got to be some common ground on conservative principles here. I'll tell you what I mean in a minute. Don't miss this. It's, it's interesting what he said. Magic Spoon. Folks, cereals for grownups are bland. They need a little magic. It's time to try Magic Spoon cereal. It's a wholesome cereal that tastes absolutely amazing. Magic Spoon has replicated your favorite childhood cereals to taste good. But here's the thing. Each serving contains zero grams of sugar, 13 to 14 grams of protein, and four to five net grams of carbs. And it's just amazing. It has a lot of delicious. 
Magic Spoon's great for low-carb lifestyle. It's keto-friendly, gluten-free, grain-free, and soy-free. Plus, it's only 140 calories a serving. Build your own custom bundle of cereal with flavors like cocoa, fruity, frosted, peanut butter, blueberry muffin, maple waffle, which is amazing, and more. And the fan favorite birthday cake, it's back to stay. Go to magicspoon.com slash Bongino. Grab a custom bundle of cereal. Be sure to use our promo code Bongino at checkout to save $5 off your order. Magic Spoon's so confident in their product, it's back with a 100% happiness guarantee. You don't like it for any reason? They'll refund your money, no questions asked. Get your next amazing, delicious bowl of cereal at magicspoon.com slash Bongino. Use code Bongino to save $5 off. It's worth it. Thanks, Magic Spoon, for sponsoring this episode. Our last sponsor today, Brick House Nutrition. My favorite nutrition product out there is Field of Greens. I use it twice a day. I swear by it. I'll show you my blood work one day. I swear by this product. Imagine you're at the doctor's office. Doctor glances up from the chart and says, hey, whatever you're doing looks great. Keep it up. That's the Field of Greens Better Health Promise. Here's a customer testimonial. I've been taking Field of Greens. Second time my doctors danced in the room praising my blood results. Credit where credit's due. Thank you, Field of Greens. Each fruit and vegetable in Field of Greens was medically selected for a specific health benefit. Some help support vital organs like heart, lungs, and kidneys. Others help support metabolism for healthy energy and weight loss. If you're busy, you don't get enough exercise, you eat too much fast food, take Field of Greens. That's the wild berry. Gee likes the lemon lime. Field of Greens can't promise your doctor's going to dance into the room next time, but they can promise at your next checkup, your doctor will notice improved health from good nutrition like me or your money back. I trust Field of Greens for my health. You can too. Let's get you started today with 15% off. Go to BrickHouseNutrition.com slash Dan. Use promo code Dan. That's promo code Dan at BrickHouseNutrition.com slash Dan. Check it out. You won't regret it. You'd put it on your overnight oats? What? The Really? The lemon lime? I, I put it in green tea. That's my personal preference in green tea. So yeah, the ghee loves the stuff. You like the lemon lime though, right? Yeah, wild berries, my day. I think wild berry because I tasted it first. I just like it better. Oh, the original flavor? The orig- I like the original raw is good too. That Paula drinks the raw. So folks, I interviewed Donald Trump yesterday in my radio show. Uh, I want to play his answer, but first I just want to address a couple of criticisms that came in. Uh, there's this unnecessary nonsense going back and forth with a lot of people who support other candidates, not just DeSantis, but others. This happens every primary season. If you're in the talking head business, you just have to get used to it. Uh, my take on this is, you, you know, you pick a candidate, uh, you think you it's best. If you're right, you're right. If you're wrong, you're wrong. But fence sitting is no good. Okay, it's just not. Nobody wants a fence sitter. No one wants a chump. If you're not willing to make at least some choice, uh, then you're not serious. I'm sorry. I'm not going to do that. You know where I stand. Uh, I've taken a stand. But I think these other candidates are great people. I just have a different preference in this election. So I, I knew the interview had gone a little bit off the rails when both sides were complaining. It's a fair enough criticism. I had Trump supporters who complained that I shouldn't have interrupted him at the end when he was talking about Florida during the pandemic. And then I had some DeSantis people complaining that I didn't interrupt them, interrupt them strongly enough. Some people say to you, oh, that's how you know you did it right. I don't know. I think that's more like you know you did it wrong. I probably could have addressed that. I felt like I gave him a pretty fair interview up to that point, though. Asked him about questions you guys had about personnel decisions that went wrong. Fauci asked about the vaccine, um, but also wanted to highlight a lot of the good stuff he did. I think that the Donald Trump presidency, the Donald Trump presidency in 2016 was marked by a ton of successes that people forget about. The Abraham Accords, uh, the tax cuts, the 3% economic growth we reached for the first time in eight years. I mean, these are major things. The Supreme Court justices, the, the uh, lower level court uh, judges we appointed. I mean, regulatory reform. There's no arguing it was a conservative agenda. You may not like his presentation style, but that's fine. I get the criticism. 
I'll try to do better in the future with all the candidates. They were all invited on my show. Uh, I'm I'm a big supporter of what happened down here in Florida. I know we had, there were a lot of mistakes. A lot of governors shut down. We opened up quickly. I think they did a great job down here. And I think that can coexist and we can all maturely hold two thoughts in our heads at the same time. That I think DeSantis did a great job as governor, but I, su- I just support Donald Trump for the presidency. I just think it's his time. He deserves another shot. So again, try to be adults about it. It's fine. I find a lot of passion gets into this and people just want to lash out. Having said that, you know, there are some people on Twitter who've taken to attacking my integrity. You're a grifter. That's an instant block. You can go fuck yourself. Uh, I'll say it again. You can go fuck yourself. Uh, You're not going to ever challenge me. You have no idea. You've never run for office. You've never done jack shit. You haven't run. You weren't doing offering fundraisers for Ron DeSantis and out campaigning with him when I was traveling around the state. So again, you can go fuck yourself. Uh, you have no idea what you're talking about. All right. I put my name on a ballot three times. I have given up my job. I've given up time with my kids and my family to go and fight this cause. So that you go down that route, it's an instant block. And I don't need to say it again. You know what you can do with that. Having said that, I asked Donald Trump yesterday about pardons. You can listen to the whole interview. We'll put it on a weekend show. It's not going to be out this weekend, but next weekend, uh, if you'd like. I asked him about pardons and uh, for the January 6th folks, because this is clearly an overreach. And here's what he said. I saw yesterday, 22 years, another one got 18 years, another one got 17 years. And yet when they burned down Portland and they killed people, they got practically nothing by comparison. In fact, in many cases, they got nothing. When they went into Minnesota, when they went into Minneapolis and they burned down the entire city and took over the police force and took over the whole building and then set that on fire, they got almost nothing. So we have two sets of justice. I think whoever these people are, I looked at this, I was watching this and I couldn't believe it. And let me tell you, it's every time I do, whether it's an interview or I talk to somebody, this just like you're doing, this is the first subject they bring in. They think it's really horrible and really unfair. Folks, it's on his mind. And the reason I played this particular answer uh, is because it's on his mind. But a lot of, I think, anti-Trump people who just don't like him didn't hear what he said. They're like, well, he glossed over it. No, he didn't at all. You just have to. I'm not apologizing for anything either, folks. I'm just giving. I know Donald Trump well, like really well. Of all the people, I don't know Ron DeSantis well. I I know him okay. I don't know Tim Scott at all. He's on my radio show once. Nikki Haley, I don't think he's ever been on. I'm not even sure. I don't think so. I know Vivek okay. I know Vivek a little better than DeSantis. This is not a weak answer by Trump at all. He's, he's making the point that everybody he runs into is concerned about this too. Now, having said that, if Donald Trump is elected, and I hope that happens, and he doesn't in fact look at pardons and enact pardons on these people, then yes, it's a legitimate thing to critique. But it's just weird. It was like some people were just looking to shred this guy. Like, oh man, he wasn't strong enough. I, I don't know. I didn't sense it that way at all. And that's no effort by me whatsoever to put lipstick on it. But again, honest criticism about it. It was a harsh on the Florida response. I live in Florida. I thought the response down here wasn't perfect, but I thought it was damn good and better than 99.9% of other people out there too. Uh, It's a great state to live in. It is. And uh, they did well. And you got to remember, we got a lot of older people down here too. I mean, it's not, that's not a, it's not a coincidence that some of the death rate, even when you factor in for age, and you know, that's had something to do with it. When you, excuse me, when you don't factor in for age, you get the point. All right, folks, it's not just like uh, during this primary season that 
you know, some of, uh, you know, us are living on another planet. Because we have, it's like these attacks going back and forth that are unnecessary. Primaries are good things as long as they don't get personally hostile. And I'm doing my best to kind of tamp the temperature down. We'll see if we can do that. I don't know if it's working or not. But the liberals definitely live in another planet. So the other day, we have the show prep email. Everybody sends around ideas. What do you think of this? What do you think of that? And these guys are getting really good at sending stuff that I really dig. So one of them, I don't know if it was Guy or Jim or whatever, they sent this, this like five or six different links to Kareem Jean-Pierre saying things that are just, I mean, like l- delusional. Like she lives on a different planet or something like that. And the thing is, I didn't want to play them in series because it's just like, oh, it seemed like it a waste of time. I go, like, oh, and here's the next one. So I responded back. It was kind of, you know, joking. I'm like, hey, someone needs to put this in a montage. So Jim came up with this idea for, you know, Earth 2. Like, this is where Corrine Jean-Pierre lives, like Earth 2, because it's certainly not the planet she lives on here with all the bullshit coming out of her mouth. So here's their compilation of Corrine Jean-Pierre, press secretary for Earth 2. Check this out. Through incredible advancements in quantum technology, we have been able to make contact with an alternate universe and bring you news from Earth 2. The president has done more to secure the border and to deal with this issue of immigration than anybody else. He really has. We know that these vaccines work, right? We know when people stay up to date with their vaccine, that works. Binomics, lowering costs for Americans, Binomics is working for American families and the economy as well. This has been News from Earth 2. We now return you to regular programming. (laughs) Very nice. Very nice work. We're going to keep that up. We've got another year, sadly, of this Biden administration. So uh, she is the press secretary for Earth 2. Gee, you were like a Star Trek guy too, right? Or is that Joe? No, you're not. No, who's a Jim? Remember Stacey Abrams was like the president of Earth in that like Star Trek episode? This is Kareem Jean-Pierre is the press secretary for this new Earth 2 in the future in the Star Trek episode. But we've been able to hack the signal, so we'll continue to get feeds from that. So it's great. Speaking of Earth 2, people who live on another planet, this happened yesterday on The View. Uh, Whoopi Goldberg got COVID. Don't wish illness on anyone, of course. It's kind of a shitty thing to do, whatever. But Whoopi Goldberg's on. Here she is. This is, again, Earth 2 delusional stuff. They still believe the paper face diaper is somehow going to save them. They don't understand. It's the sign of the moron. You should wear an M. By the way, guy... I don't mean to get distracted. I'm, I'm clearly I'm like hyped up for today's show. A guy sent me a message on Facebook. I communicate with a ton of people on Facebook to kind of see what people and Twitter and stuff, see what people are thinking about the show. A guy sends me a message. Fair enough. Dan, these things work. I'm a Republican. Sir, I'll listen, I'm sorry. I share your party. I share your beliefs. I don't know who told you they work. They do not work. There is no evidence they work. There has never been evidence they work. I apologize that for you that you think that, not for my content. I really, you need to, I don't know what to tell you. Yeah, you can tell me all you want. You're a Republican. It doesn't make anti-science become science. You look like Whoopi Goldberg. Here's Whoopi yesterday in her house alone, virtue signaling with a stupid surgical mask on, on a TV hit, I'm still sick. It's just me and my mask. What are you doing? It doesn't work to stop the prevention of others. You're, You're making sure you suck in more of the virus into your own lungs. Look at this. I just have COVID. <laughs> I just have COVID. I'm still testing positive. Apparently, uh, I have to have a clear test before I can come back. So, you know, I can't wait to get back and hang out. But in, until then, it's me and my mask. And I'm sort of confined <laughs> to my room. 
Folks, I'm really sorry again that you believe this. I, I'm you great. You're a Republican. Uh, the guy, the guy who messaged me, I think his name was Henry. Good dude, very nice, respectful message. But it's just you're just inaccurate. These things just don't work. Uh, why would you be sitting alone in your house? I'm not saying that guy said, but Whoopi Goldberg was sick with a mask on, breathing in your own germs and viruses. Why would you do that? It doesn't even do that, actually. The germs pass right through the thing. You're actually only breathing in a lot of your carbon dioxide as it builds up. What kind of stupidity is this? So yesterday, J.D. Vance, who's an excellent senator out of Ohio, J.D. Vance introduced a bill, which I hope passes, to ban mask mandates. Should have been unanimous, 100 senators. Of course, there's always a liberal tool bag who's got to stop it. Here's the liberal senator from Massachusetts, Ed Markey, objecting strongly to a ban on mask mandates because, again, he's virtue signaling in front of his constituents, insisting that the face diaper somehow works. Take a look. This bill is little more than an attempt uh, by Republicans to dismantle a public health infrastructure that had to be built in order to deal with this greatest of pandemics since 1918. Folks, again, the Earth 2 thing, these people live in an alternate universe. Nothing they did worked. The Washington Post, I think we started this, by the way, so self-praise thinks, but hat tip for my crew. We pointed out that ridiculous Washington Post piece yesterday where there's three, by Guy actually pointed out there were three people on the byline. Three authors for a piece to tell you how masks contributed to getting a lid on the COVID pandemic. And Guy was like, three people it took to write this stupidity? After we posted that show yesterday, the Washington Post got ratioed into the ecos uh, into the uh, into the into the phantom zone to say the ecosystem. It, it, everyone was mocking them for this stupidity. Masks did nothing. These people live in an alternate universe, and they also live by a different set of rules too. We know the justice system is dead. We saw it with the Hunter Biden evidence thing, where if any Republican had done what Hunter Biden had done with all this evidence. Republican president, it's no question they'd be in jail. Zero question. No serious person thinks that, right? But remember what Donald Trump is being tried on. And by the way, breaking right before the show, apparently they wanted to indict Kelly Loeffler, David Perdue, and Lindsey Graham too. Listen, I'm no Lindsey Graham fan. And I don't think either one of those candidates ran a particularly great campaign, Republicans in Georgia. They wanted to indict them. For, do you realize Georgia's turned into a police state? This is insane. This is a conservatives in Georgia. You have you better vote these clowns out of there. These people are turning into real. I mean, genuine communists. For questioning an election. I want to show you video footage here. Geef found this. This is a. Um, Republican committee man. He's under indictment right now. He's going to be arrested uh, immediately. Looking at 20 years. It's a Republican committee man in Mississippi. I want you, this is what he was indicted for. It goes to show you, if you're a Republican, you should never, ever talk about like election fraud or anything like this. Guy's in, this guy's in real trouble. Yeah, if you would, good find here. Hines County Democratic Party have a chairperson by the name of Jackie Amos. We, be, we believe and we have evidence that Jackie Amos is tampering with the Hines County elections. I provided each of you with a copy of the information in her um, conspiracy and correspondence to someone concerning my election on August the 8th. Fat checkers! 
Backstage, we're just kidding. We're just kidding. Guy's in no trouble at all. Why? Because he's not a Republican. I was messing with you. He's a Democrat. The clip's real. It's recent. He's complaining about election fraud. Why isn't he in jail? Why isn't he in jail in Georgia? Well, he's from Mississippi. But why isn't the Georgia Fannie Willis like, why aren't they deputizing U.S. Marshals to go grab him in Mississippi? Uh, because he's a Democrat. And when you're a Democrat, you can say whatever you want about elections. When you're a Republican, you find yourself in jail. Back checkers. Back checkers. You see that? Tell me again how we all live in the same system of justice so I can laugh in your face because you're a clown and a joker and a moron. That guy's a Democrat. He can say whatever he wants. Election fraud. Is it fraud? Probably there's fraud in a lot of elections. Election fraud is very real. It's so weird, though. Again, as you're a Democrat, you get a free pass. Republican, you find yourself in bracelets with your hands behind your back. And I don't mean Tiffany bracelets. I mean, like, handcuff bracelets. Folks, I want to do this before we go here. I want to show you this because this stuff is just freaky deaky. Listen, it's Friday. Uh, and on a good note, I do think we are in a one of those influx stages right now with America. But I think we're about to turn around. I do. I promise you. Listen, man, I, 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 I see what you say in the chat a lot. And I know a lot of people are down and I understand. I, I, I appreciate your feelings. Again, I take everything to heart. I'm always radio host who thinks he's like above any of this stuff. But everything I tell you, I mean, even if it's not what you want to hear, I really believe we're on the verge of a renaissance. Material science is exploding. There have been incredible advances in cancer, energy technology, hydrofracking. We just need to get better people in charge. And it doesn't even have to be unanimous. If we can just start to tip the scales, we can start to move the country back in the right direction. However, the biggest problem in front of us right now is I believe Mitch Daniels called it the red menace is our debt. Folks, It's forget that it's unsustainable. That's obvious. My fear now is we're looking at a bankruptcy. Now, it's not going to be a traditional Chapter 11 bankruptcy. The government can print its own money. The problem is it's going to basically, we have two choices right now. We could either massively cut government. I mean, massively. Like cut government in half. I mean, can you imagine? No, there's not a single Republican that would vote. No, I didn't even forget about the Democrats. Democrats want to expand government. They don't care if we go bankrupt. There's not a single Republican who vote for that. They don't have the balls. They don't have the balls to tell their constituents what they need to hear, which is we're going broke. They won't say it. It's not that the debt's unsustainable. It's that it is in such a downward spiral that we are only three or four years away from a Great Depression that's going to just destroy all of this. We are. Now, that depression may take us five, ten years to recover from, but we're there. Because the only way to finance this stuff in the future is the tax base dries up and as businesses go out of, it's going to be, and go out of business, it's going to be to print money, which is going to devalue your purchasing power. Folks, we'll be the third world before we know it if this isn't stopped fast. And anybody telling you otherwise, wait, whoa, tinker around the edges. I keep seeing these op-eds in the Wall Street Journal. We got to take care of, get a hold of SNAP spending and the farm bill. Ladies and gentlemen, that, 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 that's all lipstick. We're not even close. We need to, government needs to be cut in half if we have any chance of getting out of this. Here, this is Obama's, one of his top economists in the Wall Street Journal, talking about how he's never seen anything like this with debt and deficits, that we've only seen it during World War II and the financial meltdown, but we're not even there now. He's like, the U.S. economy is growing and we're still in debt? Like, you understand how bad this is? In other words, what he's saying is, if there is a downturn or a war, we'll be finished. We have no money. 
I want you to watch how crazy this is, too. So I'm going to end with this. This is a great clip. I'm going to end the show on this. It's that good. This is CNN. I don't know what's going on at CNN. I don't know what's going on. Maybe they figure they got to try to cut it down the middle. Here is a CNN anchor, not known for being some right-wing extremist or whatever stupid terms they use for us, right? Here's a CNN anchor with Cardona, the uh, the education secretary. She's like, hey, uh, this student loan forgiveness thing during the debt crisis, who's paying for that? Uh, deficit reduction. Yeah, but, yeah but, but no, no, who's paying? Who's paying? This is actually a good question. I was stunned. Watch this. Check this out. I do appreciate that. But who's paying for that cost? Well, as I said before, the deficit reduction uh, is creating space for uh, policies that open the door to access. But let me let me shift a bit. I I just want to understand. I do. I do. I want to hear from them. I want to. Big issue. I want to hear about that. But I also just want to level with the American people. That cost is federal government pays for it. Taxpayers. Right. It's part of the uh, president's uh, plan, which also includes deficit reduction. You can't discuss what uh, the costs are without talking about how the deficit has been reduced. And what we're hearing from the American people who are drowning in debt Mm -hmm. and can't buy a home and at the economy because of college costs. Yeah, I totally understand that. I'll also uh, note that the federal budget deficit is now expected to balloon to two trillion dollars for the fiscal year of 2023. That's CNN. Nice job. The guy tried to bullshit his way through the interview. So we're forgiving student loans with an exploding deficit. No, no, the deficit's going down. No, it's not. The deficit's exploding. It's going to be $2 trillion this year. $2 trillion. It's not, it's not going down at all. The deficit's gone up every single year in the Biden administration. I don't know what you're talking about. That's a CNN interview. The Washington Post yesterday writing an article about the debt and deficit. You know why this is happening, by the way? Oh, Dan, they're doing journalism. They're not doing journalism. These are not good, solid people. They're not doing journalism at all. The problem is they're afraid there's going to be a massive financial crisis due to our debt before Biden leaves office. Listen to me. It's true. They're terrified of that. And they want to make sure that they at least got it on the record that they cared a little bit beforehand. They are terrified in D.C. We're looking at a financial collapse. That's how bad and perilous the financial situation is right now. And they know it. And also, one more thing. A lot of seniors who are a very powerful voting constituency, you know, rightfully so, they've earned it. A lot of seniors are very concerned that if this financial panic goes redline, that Social Security and, uh, and Medicare may be at risk, which they very well may be. If there's no money, folks, there's no money. Oh, that'll never happen. Ladies and gentlemen, it has in the past. And believe me, it will happen again. If we don't fix this soon, it is only a matter of when, not a matter of if. Having said that, we can turn this around, folks. I assure you, it's not all bad. We've still got an incredible industrial base. I think we've got a bright future. We've just got to clean it up. And uh, I'll say again, it's a Friday. We really need to kind of get past this personal stuff with the primary thing. It's not going to help us, folks, in the general. We all need to get together at the end, no matter who wins, and fight these people and fight for what matters because there's no backup country to go for. What are you going to do, move to Canada? This is your country. You're the leaders we've been waiting for, and there is a real fight out there, and I promise you, it's not some of these other people. It's Biden and these Democrats. They are going communist by the day. 
It's getting ugly out there. I appreciate it. Hey, pick up the book if you wouldn't mind. I deeply appreciate it. If not today, over the weekend. Uh, it's been selling pretty great. Not as great as my last book. I'm always straight with you, but it's okay. Uh, maybe it's enough for you, but it's a gift of failure about all the failures I had in my life. I promise you, you're going to like it. It's uh, it's not a, a long read and you pick up the audio book too, which is different. You'll see at points when I go kind of off the rails and just telling different stories, but the gift of failure available now, if you get it today, it'll be there probably Monday or Tuesday. I deeply appreciate it. I'd love to get into the top 10, but uh, that's just a personal thing. You're not responsible for that. So I'm just a perfectionist all the time. I hope you like the book. Thanks a lot for all your support. I'll see you back here on Monday. Good day, sir. You just heard the Dan Bongino Show.